Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Here our Bibles turn to Numbers chapter 30, the book of Numbers chapter 30. Um, I was thinking about, he said that they had three baptized recently and just um, all the people that have been saved uh, in the ministry of Rosedale uh, Baptist Church this last month, probably more this month than I have uh, either realized or seen in any one month of the ministry, and praise the Lord for that. But uh, I don't know that we, we ever know how many actually get saved because uh, our hands are involved in so many also missions works that are out there and uh, the ones that were saved there and the other missionaries we have out. And then the churches that we planted, the uh, pastors that have trained here, the uh, ones that get saved that we never hear about. And praise the Lord for all of those that come to Christ for salvation uh, and how God is using uh, our reach, even our uh, long reach with missions. And praise the Lord for that. Now, uh, number 30, let's take our Bibles, turn there, number 30. Um, just so you have a, a, an idea of the lay of the land, we're uh, going to finish the book of Numbers uh, by the end of November, uh, the book of Numbers, and then all of December, every Wednesday night uh, in December is going to be uh, more talking about the incarnation, Christmas, and so uh, we'll have some of the assistant pastors speaking into that, um, and so that'll be the month of December, and then uh, January we're going to uh, go to Deuteronomy chapter 1 and continue our uh, walk through the Word of God. But uh, in Numbers chapter 30, uh, as is our custom on Wednesday nights when it's dark outside and we're tired, let's stand to our feet for the reading of God's Word. Uh, take a deep breath. Um, uh, verse number one. And Moses spake unto the heads of the tribes concerning the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. If a man vow a vow unto the Lord, and swear or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond he shall not break his word he shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth lord i do pray that um, you'll help us to get our hearts around our uh, minds around numbers chapter 30 and then as we lean into even uh, numbers chapter 30 will help us to to walk away uh, uh, with a little more clarity about these two chapters and then uh, also, with uh, your encouragement, your conviction, I pray that uh, you'll continue to use the word of your grace to build us up, uh, and as we do study the whole counsel of God, uh, as we feed on the word of God tonight, I pray that we'll grow and mature, uh, and we will praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can be seated. This is one of those chapters that um, if we didn't have the process of going uh, Genesis 1 all the way through... Um, uh, I can say that I probably would never preach out of this chapter, but um, I, I definitely can say there's a whole lot of churches that have never preached out of the book of Numbers uh, in its entirety, let alone uh, this chapter, and I think you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about as we get into it, but put down number one, if you will, promises, uh, vows, swearing an oath, people keeping their word. Point number one, our vows, our vows, uh, our vows. Look at verse number two. If a man vow a vow unto the Lord, or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond. Uh, and I um, was considering a little bit um, the, the weightiness of the different, uh, if you're vowing a vow to the Lord, 
Uh, of course, Ecclesiastes jumps on when it says, When thou vowest to vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not pay. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. And so vowing to the Lord uh, would be the pinnacle, the pinnacle. Uh, promising to other men, uh, God's still serious, very serious about us uh, being men of our word, women of our word, keeping uh, our promises, or uh, even if it's a loose commitment of I'll try, or uh, a good intention of uh, I may be able to help with. Uh, uh, and so uh, the level here, it says a vow uh, unto the Lord, but then it says, or swear an oath to bind his soul. Uh, and if a man vow a vow unto the Lord, swear an oath to a person, he shall not break it, uh, he shall fulfill it, uh, he shall do according to all that proceedeth uh, out of his mouth. Put down underneath that, if you will, uh, the integrity of our words, being a, uh, okay, uh, the old phrase, a man's word is his bond. A man's word is his bond. Shaking on it. Boy, we, we shook on it. Uh, we gave our words about it. Uh, we don't necessarily have to go into the legal uh, ease, all of the, the, the contractual uh, type. Hey, if we agreed on it and we uh, even shook on it, didn't shake on it, but, but if we promised it, uh, God is very serious about the integrity uh, of our words. It actually makes the top ten when it says, uh, thou shalt not bear false witness. Uh, thou shalt not bear false witness. And that, that um, um, uh, wording it in such a way that, that it's ambiguous, wording it in such a way that, that I'm bearing false witness. I'm not going to do what I, I said because I really didn't say that. Uh, God, the integrity of our words, God is very serious about that. Uh, keeping our word is important to God. Um, Exodus 20, uh, uh, Psalm 15, verse number 4. He honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt, that phrase. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth uh, not. Uh, you'll see it in Proverbs chapter 6, what that's talking about. Uh, and in Proverbs 6, verse number 1, it says, My son, if thou be surety for thy friend, uh, kind of a co-signer for a loan, or a, a surety for a loan, or uh, signing a promissory note. Uh, I've only co-signed for one loan in my entire life, uh, and it was probably one more than I wanted to. Is anybody out there with me? Uh, because it's like vowing a vow. It's, it's co-signing. It's putting uh, your character, your integrity up for someone else. And God says if you're a surety for your friend, you're as indebted to that as your friend. Now look at it. My son, if thou be a surety for thy friend, promissory note, a cosigner, a, a, a surety for a debt, uh, if thou hast stricken thy hand with a stranger, let's shake on it, shake on it, uh, word about it. Uh, basically, uh, you're uh, indebted to it. Uh, you need to keep your word uh, about it. Look at verse number two on the screens. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Again, we're talking about our vows, the integrity of our words integrity of our words, our words, uh, uh, having someone having trust, being able to trust our word. Uh, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Do this now, my son. Deliver thyself when thou art come into the hand of thy friend, that one that you uh, shook hands with. Uh, uh, when you come into the hand of thy friend, go humble thyself and make sure thy friend, or basically 
fulfill your word. Uh, keep your promise. Uh, even if it's at your own expense, even if it's a sacrifice that you have to make, uh, even if it's something that you weren't planning on it costing that much, uh, look at it in verse number 4. Uh, and, and I think the context is something we, we miss. Uh, Give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine eyelids. Typically, we, we, we say, don't be a sluggard, and make sure that, that you don't spend your life just sleeping your life away. Now, it's talking about fulfilling our promise and doing what we have to do to keep that word that we gave as a surety uh, for our friend. Five, uh, deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the hunter, and uh, as a bird from the hand of the fowler, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, nor ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, gathereth her food in the harvest. Uh, how long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? Uh, wilt when, uh, when wilt thou arise from thy sleep? Uh, and so uh, the first part, obviously, is uh, if you promise, if you are a surety for your friend, if you uh, give your word about something, you are snared with the words of your mouth, uh, and then the second half, we'll talk about we need to be a hard worker, and uh, we, we disconnect them, uh, uh, and uh, wrongfully so, because they're connected in the fact that uh, even if I have to take a second job, even if I have to uh, go out of my way, even if I have to sacrifice myself, uh, even if I have to lose sleep in order to fulfill that promise, God is serious about us keeping our word. Would anybody agree with that at all? And so keeping our promises, keeping our promises, a big deal uh, to God. Uh, the good news is, uh, if keeping our promises is a big deal to God, how much more is God serious about keeping His Word? His Word. Uh, our God who cannot lie, uh, our God who does not lie, who absolutely always keeps His promises, uh, someone said that the Bible has, and I want to say 10,000 promises in it. I may be uh, way off on that, but there's so many promises, so many promises of God. Uh, others have said, well, and I'm not even sure how they calculate, but anyway, uh, there's a whole lot of promises. We know that. Uh, and, and God is serious about keeping, if he's holding us, accounting uh, 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 from us that we keep our word, boy, our God absolutely keeps his numbers, 23, 19, 3, uh, seven chapters back, God is not man that he should lie. Uh, and aren't you glad for that? God is not, not man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Rhetorical question. Of course he will. Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Yes, he absolutely will. God does not lie. God cannot lie. God always keeps his word. The integrity of our words the integrity of our words. And if God always keeps his, uh, if we want to be God-like or godly, uh, we should always keep ours. Uh, by the way, uh, whether there's 10,000 or 1,500, how many promises there are? Uh, one of the greatest promises is, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The assurance of my salvation is as sure as the Word of God. The assurance of my salvation is as sure as the Word of God. And any man in the Word, uh, any man that is of the Word, will keep his Word. 
Uh, any man that, that is a man of the word will keep his word. Uh, but there's one that keeps his word because he is the word. In the beginning was the word. That's who he is. I, I like Hebrews chapter number 6. It says, For men verily swear by the greater, talking about our vows, the integrity of our words, uh, for men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. I promise you, uh, you, you have an oath. I give you my oath on this. Uh, wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability, the unchangeableness of his promises, of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. Uh, that by two immutable things, unchangeable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. I like Titus 1 too, that hope, that hope. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began again, uh, the assurance of my salvation is as sure as the word of God, the hope, the hope, the hope. Christ in you, the hope, the hope of heaven, the hope uh, of glory. Uh, and so God says, you have my word on it. Uh, I don't lie. I've never lied. God cannot lie. And so uh, it's, it's basic, but it's a blessing. It's basic, uh, but it's a blessing. Um, the fact that we have God's word, his promises, he never breaks them. Look at verse number two. Now, here's the part that gets a little, um, look at verse number two. If a man vow a vow unto the Lord, or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word, he shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. But, verse 3, if a woman also vow a vow unto the Lord, and bind herself by a bond, being in her father's house, in her youth. Now, uh, it's talking about a girl that's still living uh, under her father's roof. Uh, or roof, however you say it. But anyway, uh, I, I think it can also apply to uh, boys that are living under their father's roof, or again, roof, however you say it. Um, but uh, it's because that, that father is the head of the house, that, that father is going to be uh, indebted or accountable for any of those promises you give. And so look at it. If, he, if she bind herself by a bond, being in her father's house in her youth, connected to her dad, connected to her father, and her father hear her vow and her bond wherewith she hath bound her soul, and her father shall hold his peace in her, then all her vows shall stand, and every bond wherewith she hath bound her soul shall stand. But, but if her father disallow her in that day that he heareth, not any of her vows or of her bonds wherewith she hath bound her soul shall stand, and the Lord shall forgive her because her father disallowed her. Is everybody following this so far? Uh, and it's about to get uh, really old school, uh, really um, uh, because it's Old Testament, it's actually uh, in the law. Uh, it, it, so it's talking about uh, in the father's house, but next it's going to talk about uh, a wife that's in her husband's house. Uh, and so both of these, because... Both of these would be indebted by that promise, that promise. Uh, they can either affirm it uh, or they can disallow it. Is everybody with me so far? 
Uh, and so, uh, in, in, for instance, yesterday when Amazon came, I disallowed it. I sent it back. But anyway, um, but uh, it'd be a great thing to be able to do that. And they, they, don't, they don't follow this principle. But, but, and so, uh, it's starting out saying a lady that's in her father's house, if she vows a vow, or uh, if she binds her soul, then that father can either affirm or that, that father can disallow because she's still under the umbrella of grace, that, that umbrella of uh, her father's house. She's uh, underage, and so that dad can disallow it, or that, that dad, that dad. Uh, now look at the next one. Look at verse number six. Uh, and if she had at all a husband when she vowed and uttered aught out of her lips, wherewith she bound her soul, and her husband heard it and held his peace at her on the day that he heard it, then her vow shall stand and her bonds wherewith she bound her soul shall stand. But if her husband, say, send the package back to Amazon. Anyway, uh, but if her husband disallowed her on that day that he heard it, uh, then he shall make her vow which she vowed and that which she uttered with her lips wherewith she bound her soul of none effect. And the Lord shall forgive her. Okay, is everybody with me so far? And so uh, if we vow a vow, keep your promise. If we vow a vow. Uh, and then it goes into if, if a girl vows a vow still being in her father's house, uh, or uh, if a lady vows a vow still being in her husband's house, and I get it's old school, it's very traditional, it's Old Testament, I get that. Uh, it's in the fourth book of the Bible, but the principle, when you see how that principle plays out, to me it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and so, uh, if she's in her dad's house, he can affirm or disallow. If she's in her uh, husband's house, he can affirm or disallow. Verse 9, But every vow of a widow and of her that is divorced, okay, she's no longer in her father's house. She's no longer in her husband's house. Now, she promises, I'll pay that debt. Uh, they're one flesh. If they're married, they're one flesh. They both are indebted by that. And so, uh, the husband, because he have to pay that back with her, uh, their one flesh, uh, he can either disallow or he can affirm, but uh, if she be a widow or uh, of her that is divorced, verse 9, wherewith they have bound their souls, it, it shall stand against her. Uh, the one who no longer has a husband or uh, the one who's divorced from her husband or uh, the one that's no longer in her father's house she doesn't have an umbrella of a buffer. She doesn't have that, that umbrella of grace to, to affirm or to disallow. Uh, her promise, her commitment stands on its own. Ten. And if she vowed in her husband's house, she's still attached to her husband or uh, bound her soul. And this is why it, it's just kind of a, it, it's, uh, man, what's this all about? Um, and and I, I do feel bad for those that don't preach every passage, every scripture because they're missing an incredible blessing here. And if you stay with me, we'll get to it. Look at it. Uh, and if she vowed in her husband's house or bound her soul by a bond with an oath, and her husband heard it and held his peace at her and, and disallowed her not, uh, affirmed it, then all her vows shall stand. Every bond wherewith she bound her soul shall stand. But uh, if her husband hath utterly made them void, disallowed it, sent the package back. Now, on that day he heard them. Then whatsoever proceeded out of her lips concerning her vows or concerning the bond of her soul shall not stand. Her husband hath made them void. The Lord shall forgive her uh, every vow and every binding oath to afflict the soul. Her husband may establish it, their one flesh, or her husband may make uh, it void. 16, these are the statutes which the Lord commanded Moses between a man and his wife, between the father 
uh, and his daughter being yet in her youth in her father's house. And so uh, the initial is pretty straightforward. Keep your vows. And then uh, it goes into the caveats. If you're still uh, under your dad's roof or you're still connected to a husband, then, then you have a buffer. You have a buffer. Uh, there's an umbrella of grace, an umbrella of uh, of, of affirmation or disallowing. Uh, the direct application of this is keep your word, but the deeper illustration of this to me is amazing. Put down number two. And so our vows, the integrity of our words, uh, our vows, put down number two, the security of our souls. The security of our souls. Uh, and uh, just to make the application where some minds are already going, we are the bride of Christ. He's the bridegroom. In fact, at the marriage supper of the Lamb, the bride of Christ, hey, that's us. We have a perfect, a holy husband, a bridegroom, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're a child of God. We're a child of God. We have the Heavenly Father as our Father, and as the bride of Christ, and as a child of God, we're under an umbrella of grace. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 22. By so much was Jesus made a surety. Again, back to Proverbs 6. If you're a surety for your friend, a surety for your friend. My salvation is as sure as the one who was a surety for me, the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at it. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament, and they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood, wherefore he's able also to save them to the uttermost. That promise, the uttermost, that promise, that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for us. And he prays, he, he prays for us, uh, his promises uh, to us, he uh, ever liveth to make intercession uh, for us. Okay, let me uh, show you a little bit how this plays out, and we'll uh, dive into it a little bit more. But um, uh, as a child of God, as a bride uh, of Christ, uh, Romans chapter 8 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings, oh, mm, with groanings that cannot be uttered. I think at times the picture I get is the Spirit of God just going, oh, oh, oh. Uh, and he kind of filters those prayers for me he, he, because I don't know what I ought to pray for. Uh, I have a covering, the covering, the Spirit of God, uh, filtering those prayers, filtering those prayers. Yeah, it's like this. A little girl who uh, is gathering after playing in her front yard a bouquet of flowers for her mom. And, 
in that front yard, she finds a flower. She also finds a dandelion. And uh, in that front yard, she finds a, a tulip, maybe a rose, but then she finds some ragweed, some, some poison ivy. And uh, in that front yard, that bouquet of flowers, that bouquet of flowers that she, she's gathering together for her mom, she can't wait. Her, her heart, her, her love that she has for her mom, uh, she gathers that great bouquet of flowers for her mom. Uh, and then uh, as her mom meets her at the door, she lifts them up, but before she does... Her dad, off to the side, says, what a beautiful bouquet of flowers. But, but uh, let's, let's keep this one, and let's take this one and lay it off to the side. Well, let's keep this one. It's beautiful. Hey, that's a tulip. That's a rose. And let's lay this, this poison ivy off to the side. Tulip, wipe my hand off. And uh, let's keep that bouquet of flowers, filtering them, filtering them, filtering them, so that when that, that daughter offers that bouquet of flowers to her mom, uh, it's a beautiful uh, bouquet of flowers because there was a father that filtered out a father that 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 filtered out uh, the ragweed and the poison ivy and the poison dandelions and and is anyone following this at all uh, when i don't know what to pray for as i ought i am so glad uh, i have the spirit of god uh, as a covering of grace a filter of grace a covering of grace a filter of grace uh, and when my words affirm, or my words vow, or, or my words are uh, maybe a little bit hasty, boy, he filters those things. He filters those things. Okay, let me give you another one. And so, uh, it, not only the integrity of our words, keep our word, uh, but then also the security of our soul. Uh, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, making intercession for us. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse number 33 says, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us. If you're connected to the Father spiritually, if you're connected to the Son spiritually, thank God for that covering of grace. Thank God for that umbrella of grace. Uh, not just filtering our prayers, uh, but is also a discerner of our works. The, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, remember the Bema Seat Judgment of Christ? Uh, the Bema Seat Judgment of Christ is where we'll be rewarded for our works, whether they be good or bad, rewarded for our works. Uh, we will not be judged for our sin because my sin was judged on the cross 2,000 years ago. And so when we get in God's presence, the Bema Seat Judgment of Christ, all the works we ever did, boy, we, we get our arms, and I don't know for sure that it happens like this, but I imagine all of our works we ever did, whether we handed out a track or taught a Sunday school class or the offerings, the, the over and above offerings, and all the works we ever did, boy, we're offering them to the Lord uh, and the Bible says that we'll be judged so as by fire. And of course, Revelation 1, his eyes are as a flame of fire, discerning, discerning, discerning uh, our works. Uh, what one of our works were done to be seen of men for the praise of men, we already have our reward. Uh, the, the, the works that uh, were done uh, uh, to be seen of men, we, we already have the, the reward of men, the praise of men, we already have our reward. And so that wood, hay, and stubble just kind of burns away just kind of burns away, uh, and the works that are gold, silver, and precious stone. 
A lot like that father filtering out the weeds and that father filtering out the dandelions. And so as we offer all of those works to God, and yes, many of them probably wrong motive, many of them probably that wrong heart doing them, and so filtering them out. And it says, if any man's work abide, he shall receive a reward. And if any man's work is burned, he shall suffer loss. But it's not loss of it's loss of the reward that he could have gotten because he already had his reward from men uh, as they disfigure their face when they fast. To be seen of men, you have your reward. As they sound the trumpet when they uh, do their alms, they, they do it to be seen of men. You uh, get the praise of men, you already have your reward. Or uh, when you're praying on the street corner to be seen of men, hey, you already have your reward. Uh, but when you're doing it for the glory of God, boy, that wood hand stubble burns away. The gold and the silver and precious stones, that's what we offer uh, up to the Lord, uh, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory. Uh, thou art worthy, for Thou hast re- uh, created all things, and uh, for Thy pleasure they are and they were created. Thou art worthy. And so in the same way that, that He's our filter of grace for our prayers, uh, He's also the discerner, the discerner of grace for our works, uh, but He's also that covering of grace, that covering of grace for our defense. Look at it again. I don't know if you can flip back on the screens, but Romans chapter 8, verse number 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who shall lay anything? The, the accuser of the brethren, accusing and accusing and accusing. I like 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, where it says, if any man sin, and it's almost tongue-in-cheek because every man does. And so, uh, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. He's the covering for our sins. He's the mercy seat, the blood applied, covering the broken commandments. And so, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? If any man sin, we have an advocate. Not only is the Spirit the filter of grace for our prayers, the Lord is the, the, the covering, the discerner of grace for our works, but then also he's the covering of grace for our... Is anybody following this at all? Boy, if she's attached to her husband, if, if she or he is under their father's roof, boy, I'm, I'm so glad that I'm attached to the groomsman. I'm so glad that, that, that he's not ashamed of me. He's not ashamed to call us brethren. I'm so glad that, that I'm a child of God, and my father is not ashamed to call us his sons. There's that covering. There's that protection. There's that filtering. There's that, that blessing. Take a message, please. Anyway, uh, does anybody remember when, and I don't know if that was a phone call or a reminder that I'm supposed to be done, but anyway, um, remember when Christ told Simon Peter, he said, um, about the cross, about the cross, and uh, Peter uh, said, not so, Lord, not so, Lord. Uh, It's funny how uh, he said, not so, and then he called him Lord also. And um, and he said, Christ said, smite the shepherd, uh, and the sheep will scatter, and uh, Simon Peter said, though all men 
uh, scatter, uh, though uh, all men uh, die. I will not deny you. I will not deny you. Hey, I'll die for you. Remember what Christ said, Simon, 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 Simon. It's almost that groaning uh, where the Spirit groaneth. He groaneth. Uh, with, with, with inutterable work, uh, he groaneth. And uh, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have thee, that he may sift thee as wheat, but I have prayed for thee. I've prayed for you. Boy, I'm the covering for you. And when thou art converted, boy, when you get to the other side of this, strengthen the brethren. Uh, that that uh, one so bold, that one so proud. I can do this on my own. I got this. I can do this on my own. And, and the Lord was telling Simon Peter, no, you, you really can't. You really can't. Uh, Simon Peter, of course, falls flat. Caiaphas is hauled uh, out by that fire, denied the Lord how many times? Three times. Uh, there was even a little young lady servant girl uh, that said, I'm pretty sure you were with him. And he vehemently denied, vehemently denied. Didn't even have enough boldness for a to, to witness, to share Christ with a, a, a young waitress, a young servant uh, type uh, of a girl. Uh, but he denied, he denied, uh, he denied. Uh, and, and of course, when Christ came out of, as they're transporting him out of Caiaphas's hall, uh, their eyes met, uh, and the Bible says G, uh, that, that Peter wept bitterly. He wept bitterly. Uh, I'm telling you, he fell flat. He fell flat. Uh, even to the point... Uh, of after the resurrection, he said, I go a fishing. Well, I'm so embarrassed by, by my life, my decisions, by, by my actions, and I go a fishing. And it's not just about a couple of hours, I'm going to fish for a while, recreationally. Uh, they say that the wording is, I'm going back to that business that I did before I found Christ. I'm going back to that full-time job. Hey, I'm done with this. Uh, I go a fishing. Uh, and the other disciples say, we, we go with you also. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go with you. And, and boy, everything that happened, everything that happened, and of course, uh, as they're fishing, uh, the Lord uh, on the shore said, children, have ye any meat? Uh, and, and, and they said, none, none, children, children, not losers, but, but children, not backsliders, but, but, but children. Uh, and, and, and then cast your net on the other side, and then that huge haul that they got. Uh, it, it's almost the same miracle that was done with the fish, with that, that lack and then that that. that that, that fullness uh, that happened when they were first called into ministry. Uh, Christ reaffirming that again. Uh, and then John said, it's the Lord. Uh, and then Simon Peter, remember, he threw on his coat, he dove in, he swam to shore, and uh, there by the fire, there by the fire, uh, I, I wonder if his mind went back to another fire outside of Caiaphas's hall. Uh, when he warmed his hands at the devil's fire, uh, and that young servant girl said, weren't you with him? You were one of them. I'm pretty sure your speech bereath thee. I wonder if his mind went back there, still feeling remorse about that. Uh, and at this next fire, Jesus said three times, Lovest thou me? Lovest thou me? Lovest thou me? I wonder if Simon's mind is going back to, uh, I'm not one of them. Uh, I'm not one of them. Uh, I'm not uh, one of them, denying three times. And then uh, after saying, uh, lovest thou me three times, he said, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Aren't you glad that, that we have a gracious Savior that we're connected to? A, a loving Heavenly F Father that, 
uh, is an umbrella that that the protection that 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 relationship and that encouragement that the Lord Jesus Christ gave that that disciple that fell flat uh, about 50 days later after the resurrection Pentecost boy 50 days later uh, Pentecost uh, that sermon on Pentecost when when 3000 people were saved boy I, I wonder if he's going to have maybe John preached that sermon. Wasn't John closer than Simon Peter? Boy, had his head on the chest of the Lord Jesus Christ. No, he had Simon Peter because of that connection, that affiliation. And yes, Simon, you vowed and then fell flat. You promised, fell flat. You vowed a vow, but then Christ disallowed it. The Father was able to negate it. Boy, I'm so glad we have that covering of grace. Chapter 30 speaks of the integrity of our words. Keep your promise. It also talks about the security of our souls because if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. I like 2 Corinthians chapter 1. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, under the glory of God by us. Now he which establisheth us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. God has done that. God has done that. Boy, he's our husband. God is our, our, our father. The bride still connected to him. The child still connected to him. But every vow of a widow, a widow and of her that is divorced. Listen, life is hard with Christ by your side, let alone when you're all alone. Life is hard even while walking with Christ. Uh, there's the valley of the shadow of death that you'll be. Uh, there's some rough roads at times. In the world you shall have tribulation. There, uh, it, it, it's hard enough with Christ, uh, let alone when you're, where, when you're alone by yourself without Christ. The fatherless and the widow, someone that doesn't have God as their father, someone who doesn't have Jesus Christ uh, as their husband, Jesus Christ uh, as their savior. I do think that's why the Bible says, pure religion and undefiled before God is to visit the fatherless and to visit the widows, that person that's unsaved. Pure religion, pure religion, undefiled before God is to get the gospel to everyone that's by themselves spiritually in this world. Boy, that's why those business cards that have those QR codes, uh, sharing Christ, inviting to church, telling people about the Lord, pure religion and undefiled before God. Uh, by the way, when uh, Paul was describing um, uh, life is hard even with Christ, he said, uh, the things that I uh, would, I do not. The evil that I would not, that I do. For I know that is in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. O wretched man that I am, who, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Why, it's when you're married to Him, abiding in Him, when you're focused uh, on Him, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Christ said, I have overcome the world. Aren't you glad that you don't have to walk through life alone? Uh, that, that poem, Footprints in the Sand, I love that poem. 
I wish I could quote it. Anyone can quote it, say it out. Anyway, uh, I, I looked back. There was two sets of footprints, and then the hardest times, the most difficult times, went down to one footprint, uh, set of footprints in the sand. And I told the Lord uh, when I saw him, God, I don't understand during the hardest times uh, why you would leave me. And he said, my child, uh, you misunderstand. That's not when I left you. That's when I carried you. That's when I carried you, having a husband, having uh, Father, I'm glad that I'm covered. Uh, I have a covering of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and God the Father. By the way, the Midianites did not have that. Put down number two. Uh, number one, our vows. And then quickly, chapter 31. Uh, number two, God's vengeance. God's vengeance. Look at verse number one uh, of chapter 31. 31. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Avenge the children of Israel of the Midianites. Afterwards shalt thou be gathered unto thy people. The Midianites, uh, remember Balak hired Balaam to curse, those were the Midianites, to curse Israel. Uh, those that uh, did not have integrity in their words. Those uh, that did not have integrity in their words, did not have security of their souls. That They were not attached to the Father. They were not attached to the groom. Uh, and God's vengeance, look at verse 3. And Moses spake unto the people, saying, Arm yourselves unto war, and let them go against the Midianites, and uh, avenge the Lord of Midian. Uh, and then he goes on, talking about a thousand from every tribe, seven. Uh, and they warred against the Midianites. They didn't have integrity in their words. Balaam, Balaam, uh, Balak, curse God's people, uh, and then introduce immorality to them if you're not going to curse them. And uh, they warred against the Midianites. And then verse 8, they slew the kings of Midian beside the rest of them that were slain, namely uh, Evi and Rechem and Zer and Hur and Reba, five kings of Midian. Balaam also, the son of Beor, they slew with the sword. Balaam who caused the people to fall. Uh, Balaam, that false prophet that led people in error, uh, didn't have integrity in his words, did not have a security of his soul. Verse 9, uh, and the children of Israel took all the women of Midian captives and their little ones, 12. They brought the captives and the prey, 14. And Moses was wroth. They saved some alive, 16. Behold, these caused children of Israel through the counsel of Balaam, no integrity in his words, to commit the trespass against the Lord, no security in their souls. Uh, in the matter of Peor, uh, and there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. They're not connected to the Father. They're not connected to the son, they're Midianites, they are not encamped in the shape of a cross. Hopefully your mind goes back uh, to when we talked about that. Verse 17, uh, now therefore kill every man among, uh, uh, among the little one male, uh, and kill every woman that hath known man by lying with him. And it sounds tough, it sounds tough, but understand God has been patient with the Midianites for 400 and some years. While Israel was in Egypt. Uh, hoping that the Midianites would repent, hoping that the, the Midianites would come to the Lord. Uh, and the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, uh, but his long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish. But the Midianites never did repent. They never did have God as their father. They never did have, have, have uh, 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 marriage spiritually with the Lord. Uh, and in the same way that you quarantine the contagious, uh, in the same way that you put down a rabid dog, uh, that's what happened here. 19, 
uh, and do ye abide without the camp seven days uh, after the war and water of purification, purify your soul, divide the spoil. 31, uh, and Moses and Eleazar the priest did as the Lord commanded Moses, uh, and the booty being the rest of the prey, which the men of war had caught, was 600,000 and 70,000 and 5,000 sheep, uh, and threescore and 12,000 uh, beeves, cattle, uh, and threescore and 1,000 asses, donkeys, 61,000 donkeys that were uh, brought back as spoil. Uh, I, I would call dibs on Balaam's donkey because he can talk. Anyway, that's what I... Anyway, uh, and so uh, that was the spoil. Now look at 48. And the officers, which were over thousands of the host, captains of thousands, captains of hundreds, came near unto Moses, and they said unto Moses, Thy servants have taken the sum of the men of war, which are under our charge, and there lacketh not one man among us because they're under the umbrella of protection. Uh, they have that umbrella of grace because spiritually they're not walking through life alone. The Midianites, different then. But the Lord's people had God as their father. Uh, and thank the Lord, we have the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm proud to say I'm a bride of Christ. I'm proud to say that I'm part of uh, the bride of Christ. And I cannot wait for the marriage supper uh, of the lamb. Do you think crabs are going to be on the menu? I'm not sure that they are. They're unclean anyway, uh, but it's going to be something special. I think manna probably will be there on the side a little. I'll, I'll take a side of manna and then, um, but, but just to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who saved me, the one who forgave me, uh, the one who empowers me, uh, the one who forgives me, uh, the father, the father who claims me, uh, the father who's providence and plan guides me and leads me and steers me by the chapter it's a little in the middle it's just kind of huh what's it talking about what's it talking about uh, if she doesn't have a husband uh, the 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 widows the fatherless and widows the fatherless uh, and widows boy they're they're um entrapped in their words uh, they don't have a covering of grace uh, that's why we're to be a blessing to them, a help to them. But thank the Lord, those of us who are saved, we do have that covering uh, of grace. We do have the Lord uh, buffering, that umbrella of protection. Uh, and I think that's a good place right now for all of us to say, Amen. Amen. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.